This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way they were. Hi Chantelle. Hi Grania, how are you? I'm feeling nostalgic. Oh please tell me more, how come? Because it's the last episode of our series. I know, it's sad times guys, but you've looked outside the window, you know it's getting icy and cold out there, you know the year is coming to a close and much like the year... So does our look back to celebrity love. But not for long. We'll be back, won't we, Grania? So we're going to be doing a few special Christmassy themed episodes over the festive season. And then we will be back better than ever in the new year. In the new year. So don't you worry, guys. We're coming back. And in the meantime, there's so many celeb couples breaking up nonstop. We're just getting... Oh, we're just... 
gaining more and more content for you as we go on. So keep an eye out for whoever gets. Yeah, I, I like I like a Christmas breakup. Oh, kind of I a, love, a quiet I, Christmas breakup. I just I'm really wishing really stressful Christmases for celebrity couples where mm. the family's around. The, you know, there's arguments. They didn't get the present. Maybe right. they, they sold their their husband's credit card receipts. Hang on, you paid for a tiara, but you gave me a CD for my Christmas present. What's going on? This is what I'm hoping will happen. So basically, Granny's just imagining everyone is in the film Love Actually. So it's <laughs> <laughs> but you turned a necklace into a tiara to make it even more ridiculous. I like it. I look forward to it as well. I love a messy Christmas breakup. They think that we won't notice, but don't worry, we'll be paying attention to all the celeb goss and we can't wait to discuss more breakups with you in the new year. But until then, stay until with then. us mm-hmm. for our final fantastic episode. And she picked showbiz royalty because she herself is comedy royalty. This was our last live show of the year as well. And it was such a way to go out. We can't wait to do more live shows next year. But will they be as good as this one, Grania? I doubt it. Tell, them, I doubt tell it. the listeners who they've got today. Get ready for my personal princess, Cariad Lloyd. The, the way they were. Welcome to the second ever live, third ever, technically, technically the third ever, The Way They Were. That is the nation's sweetheart of a podcast. It's where every week we get a celebrity breakup that we never moved on from and get a celebrity guest to talk us through it. The couples we've had on, big, big couples on, and who knows who we're going to have on as a couple tonight, but we do know who we have on as a guest tonight, don't we, Grania? She is a fantastic writer. She's a brilliant comedian. She's an improviser. She's a host of an incredible podcast. You love her. I love her. She's the amazing Carrie Ed Lloyd. Stand up, show some Oh, thank you for standing. That's nice. Thank you. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This is this feels like a really special club. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm Carrie Lloyd, and I am on the podcast. Hello. (laughs) I'm the only one who gets to say that, though. You really are a comedy sweetheart. Oh, am I? (laughs) You are a comedy sweetheart. (laughs) Okay. Um, Do you consider yourself romantic? I'm. I'm difficult because I actually am romantic. But if you do anything romantic towards me because of my upbringing my mum is an extremely working class east end essex so i will laugh in your face take the piss out of you relentlessly and instantly be sarcastic if you do anything nice okay but i want it i want someone to be nice to me but if you like buy me like you know get make me a cup of tea i'm like all right calm down fucking hell would you want a badge it's like that <laughs> level like instant defensive you can't do anything nice without me being like fuck you but if you don't do it, I'll be <laughs> like, so glad oh, you're you here, Carrie. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much for being here. It's difficult. So, so but, I w- but I would like the romance, but it's very difficult to get through the spiky fence around me. <laughs> but you're you're married. I am married. Obviously. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did that proposal that work? That sounds like a wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that pro- don't, oh, he'll kill me. There was not a proposal. It was so bad. It was so bad because we've been together for so long. He just literally blurted it out as if he was saying, oh, I think I'll do macaroni cheese. He was like, do you want to marry me? And I said, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and he said, should we get married? I said, have you got a ring? <laughs> he said, no. I said, I told you to get a fucking ring. <laughs> yes. 
that was it. That's very Cher to Nicolas Cage oh. in Moonlight. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, get a ring. Yeah. It's very Cher. So we like one that. thing I'd said, like the whole we've been together a long time, I always said, make sure you get a ring. And he was like, I was too stressed. I didn't know, because he (laughs) knew that whatever he got, I'd be like, oh, I don't like that one. (laughs) So yeah, I'm difficult, but cute. So it works out. (laughs) I'm getting getting a, what I'm getting from you is, you're like a beautiful, (laughs) sexy, Walter Matthau person. (laughs) Yes. Do you know what I mean? Do we all remember who Walter Matthau was? Okay, I'll give it, I'm like, you probably can't remember Dot Cotton when she was hot, but that is my vibe. (laughs) Dot Cotton was hot back in her day. But there's still an edge of fuck you about her. Yeah. You know. Don't you come here in yeah. here be nice to me. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be too nice. I find it suspicious that people are too nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what I'll say, and we will know who I'm talking about very soon, but it's a, it's a very interesting couple. That's what I'm going to say. It's a very interesting couple. Yeah, sorry about this couple <laughs> choice. I'm really sorry. So once again, Chantal does not know the couple we're about to be talking about for the next hour. you apologising. But yeah. what I can tell Chantal and you all is they got together in the golden year of... 1937. Woo-hoo! I'm not going to know you them. You remember it right, guys? <laughs> oh, God, I'm not going to know them. Am I going to know them? You'll, mm, no, I'm not going to know them. Oh, geez, I, wa- okay. I watched the, 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 like, the last 20 minutes at the back, and I was like, it was so funny of the episode before, and it was so brilliant. And I was like, oh, I'm going to bring that vibe right down. <laughs> like, everyone was like, we remember that. And I was like, oh, you're not going to remember it. So hang on a second. <laughs> um, just bear in mind, listeners, the, the couple that we dealt with beforehand was Kate Moss and beat Doherty. Big, so big are you saying, oh, they're, that was a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it felt like, it felt like that was like the right, what's the word? Like the right, um, like this, this crowd came to this club and then you played Beyonce and everyone was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm about to play some hip jazz from 1937. <laughs> and I was going to be like, whoa, that's not what we came out for. So apologies in advance. Well, if believe me, don't worry, the mess is there. The mess is definitely there. Uh, 1937. I'm I, with you. I'm there. 1937. I'm there. The so war is coming. <laughs> so, so just to remind you, just to remind you, it's the year the Golden Gate Bridge opens. God, who remembers so that, right? It was crazy, <laughs> crazy times. Oh my God, we were all at the bridge. It's not going to make oh it. They God. did. They finally <laughs> built that bridge, you hear? <laughs> <laughs> the war's coming now. No, that was, that was the conversation like, in 37. I feel like we're doing one of those talking heads. I love 1937. <laughs> <laughs> so the Golden Gate Bridge opens. Mm-hmm. Amelia Earhart gets lost. Fucking hell. <laughs> You remember Amelia? She was always falling out of clubs. She was crazy, <laughs> flying her planes. Could women vote? Yes, in 1990 they could vote. In some places, yeah. And Eamon de Valera becomes the first elected head of the Free Irish State. No, I just don't know. None of that was worse I, I don't remember that. I had to, that wasn't on my, my checklist. That's not all that was happening, though, because Fiddle Dee Dee. Nope. Is this heartbreak I see before me? I'm just enjoying because Carrie Ad knows what I'm talking about. And she's the only one <laughs> yeah. who does. Only and I actually, I'm actually not even sure what that reference was. <laughs> but she had to rely on the kindness of strangers. Mm, yes. Okay. Yes, uh, to one person. Thank you. One person. When this acting royal couple's marriage went from great wuthering heights to being gone with the wind. Okay, right, right. Okay, I got you, I got you, I got you. Okay. So we have the kindness of strangers and Gone with the Wind. So we have Scarlett O'Hara. 
Better known as. <laughs> Better known name. as the actress who played her in <laughs> the Tennessee Williams fame, uh, Street Car Named Desire, and the actress's name who played her, her Stella's sister, who's never forgotten. Okay, here's a clue. Blanche Dubois. Blanche Dubois, Blanche Dubois. Thank you, thank you, thank she you. She would be the Fresh Prince's auntie. Vivian, <laughs> uh, Vivian Lee, Vivian Lee. <laughs> Vivian Lee. So we've got Vivian Lee. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Vivian Helpful Lee. This is why we started now. the show together. <laughs> to join you Vivian back to Lee, us. and then who was Vivian Lee with? Who was Vivian Lee? What was your what were your clues for the guy? Okay, so let's just Wuthering say Heights is a clue for the Wuthering guy. Wuthering Heights. Uh, give me a letter. Of L the first L name. L. So it is Lawrence Olivier. Lawrence Olivier. Oh, I know so much about them. So Lawrence Olivier, Oscar-winning actor and thespian known for his Shakespearean adaptations. Known for just being the thespian. Yeah, yeah the thespian. <laughs> Vivian Lee, award-winning actress, most famously known for Gone with the Wind. Even though she was better, she can't name desire. Yes, fact. What? Was it about what, what interests you about this couple? <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. I'm she so knew they'd be a fan. Everyone was hoping for like Jerry Halliwell and whoever Jerry Halliwell was with. No, uh, this, this couple is, is, These couples matter. These couples mm. are why celebrities exist. These couples are why. <laughs> these are these are why costumes. You're doing exists. your job so well. Dermot O'Leary is shaking in his boots <laughs> right now. <laughs> wow, that was really good. Chanta. Uh, I am someone. I'm. So I have two small children. So for the past 10 years, the world hasn't existed unless it's been on CBBS. So I really don't have any modern references. And when I was a teenager, I was that prick that I only liked the past. And I loved Vivian Lee when I was growing up. I just thought she was the most beautiful, incredible, talented, just amazing, mad. And she kind of captures that kind of mad actress vibe, which is a bit unfair because <laughs> she was technically not very mentally well. So me being <laughs> like that was, mad actress, <laughs> she was actually not well. But yeah, I feel like, like, you know, they kind of capture that kind of British theatrical royalty before like we had lots of, I guess, other people to distract us. And I feel like, let's remember a classy time in celebrity couples, Vivian Lee and Lawrence Olivia. Okay, I want you to remember, she said, a classy <laughs> time. Because <laughs> when we get up to some of the hijinks. I mean, yeah, there were some hijinks, yeah, to be fair. But, but they were documented. They had heroin, but they had mescaline, you know what I mean? <laughs> they had, well, they had I their own stuff going yeah, on back Yeah, they then. had some heroin as well. But, I'm, well, you tell me, Gwanya, you tell me. Um, Chantal, do you, what is your, when I say to you, Vivian Lee and Laurence Olivier, what images dance through your head? Um. Remember when she fell down those stairs at that club? <laughs> <laughs> and then Lawrence was at Glastonbury and he wore this amazing PVC suit. <laughs> no, I just remember how um, good looking they were. And I remember how seriously Lawrence Olivier took acting. He always seems like <laughs> he's a, a real nerd about <laughs> it. He really was. Let me get it, you act sometimes. Like, it's but not he's, that big of a deal. He's famous for not being method. He's like the pre method. So when the method actors came along, he was the one laughing at them, being like, it's just say the lines, dear boy. Like, that's what he's famous for. He did, didn't he say it famously to Marilyn Monroe as well? No, uh, Dustin Hoffman is Dustin the story, Hoffman. yeah, that he, he was like, he went completely method and Lawrence was like, you just say the lines, dear boy. That's but it. he was still kind of, I can do Shakespeare, like the best, so you very much that. And you he can, was one of our greatest voice Shakespeare that was actors. Yes, that's the way <laughs> See, you describing you believe it. this shit yeah. as well? <laughs> it does this, just pretending. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal acting. Vivian Lee, I just thought was really beautiful and always, yeah, I always thought that she was meant to be kind of a bit kooky off stage. Yeah. It's a polite and 
but which I think we have a lot of uh, these days. But the fact that I always like the fact that her reputation is that because my mom always said, "Oh, Vivian, yeah, she was a bit bonkers." That's how my mom would describe her as yeah, a bit bonkers. Was, yeah. So I always like the fact that that reputation lasted for so long. Yeah, as her is being this kind of kooky. Interesting because now she would great. be considered. You know, she was obviously massively not diagnosed. Mm. So then she was just considered crazy. And because she was an actress, yeah, yeah. and that's what they got I, reduced to kind of. Yeah, you yeah. know what actors are like. They are the you know, get paid to have sex with men or they're crazy. <laughs> that was what they used to think. Now, of course, <laughs> they're very respected. I will say, having seen them both on screen, I did always find Vivian Lee way more charismatic on screen than I found him. Interesting, because that's not what happened at the time. Well, that's so the time. I know what you're all thinking, but what about their star signs? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I do another podcast. Sorry to mention another podcast with Sarah Pascoe where we read books. And I did not know that you did the star signs because... I was trying to do the star signs of the authors and Pasco was like, stop, it's embarrassing, don't do it. We should do it off, off the thing because she is into it but doesn't want to admit it publicly. <laughs> because she's science, Sarah, but she's not. She likes horoscopes. Horoscopes is science. There's thank no you, thank you. Conflict. And then, then some listeners got, wrote in and were like, why have you stopped doing the star signs? And then I was listening to this, so I was like, you do the star yeah, signs too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we do the star sign of the author because I think it's very revealing. Yes. Yes, I'd love to know. I haven't looked. I've been careful not to look. Well, I can tell you, Laurence Olivier, I will be referring to Larry. him as Larry, Larry. intermittently yeah. because <laughs> I feel like we're close now after all the research. He's May 22nd. He's a Gemini <gasps> king. Not only is he a Gemini, he has the same birthday as Sarah Pascoe. Oh. <laughs> Vivian <laughs> Lee, November 5th. Oh, Scorpio. Scorpio. <laughs> uh, d- I, for the Big podcast, deal, guys, a chill went through the room. I feel bad because... One of my friends is a Scorpio and she listens to this podcast and well, all we do is I'm put sorry. down Scorpios. But I'm like, sorry, Camille, you're a fucking Scorpio. Deal Scorpio. with it. <laughs> sorry. Okay, percentage. What chance has oh. a Gemini and a Scorpio working? Well, if anyone's going to make it work with the Scorpio, it's a Gemini. Yeah. You know, they, ha- they have the same self-ability <laughs> to put themselves first. I'm trying to be polite <laughs> here. So I think it'd be quite high-ish. Okay. And they're both flirty. Uh, but Scorpio's are more obviously hidden flirty. Mm. You didn't know how much I knew about <laughs> horoscopes. I think it's high-ish. I'd say over 50%. 50, so will we say 51? I'd say 60, 65. Okay, 65, Chantal. Um, I have no idea. And I always get this wrong. So I'm going to say 10%. Oh, 10%. Okay, <laughs> audience. <laughs> audience, I want this. Is, so this is, we're doing this on a gradient. So I want you to cheer. So do you think it's the lower end of this working out? Bear in mind, they did, they did divorce. Just here's it. <laughs> or oh, do yeah, you some th- people have no idea <laughs> what happened. <laughs> <laughs> or do you think it's towards the higher end, high chance that it would work out? <laughs> you romantics. Well, I can tell you, Gemini and Scorpio will usually annoy each other senselessly. Oh. None of them will lightly understand their partner's personality. <laughs> Gemini, Lawrence, to their partner... They will seem too depressed and dark for no apparent reason. Mm. And for Scorpio, Vivian, this could be an experience with no purpose or depth. <laughs> if they do fall in love, Gemini and Lawrence will get deep emotional satisfaction they have never felt before. Yeah. And Scorpio, Vivian, will finally get the chance to rest their troubled soul. Yeah. And realise that not everything needs to be taken seriously. Mm. Chances of it working out... 15%. Oh, I was close. Okay, so let's have who does it work for with Scorpios? That's why I want to know. Like, do we have any Scorpios in? Oh, you <laughs> had to put. Thank well, you. What's outside of you? Good for you. Okay, cancer. There you go. There you go. 
Scorpio you're solid, whisper. you're kind mm. to balance the Scorpio's sly nature. <laughs> uh, just for the, the podcast listeners, when she said she was cancer, everybody turned around, yeah, no, that makes sense, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, no. Uh, I was confused, but now she's cancer, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sad. But they, they were married for quite a while. They were married for quite a while. Yeah. So let's have a look at their emotional CV before they meet each other. So Lawrence was very poor growing up. His dad was a vicar, and he seemed to have taken it really bloody seriously. <laughs> oh, real runs, in the family, runs in the family. Yeah. Really took it seriously. He was very close to his mother, and then she died when he was 12. Oh, that's rough. And it was like a really traumatic experience. It wasn't. It generally is. It generally is. <laughs> I don't think that's unusual for Larry. <laughs> he he was like really upset about it because you know he's a Gemini, so <laughs> he takes it very severe. They're sensitive. They say they're not, but they are. They are. They say they're not. Um, and his, he had an older sister he's very close to, but then she also suffered from mental illness. Oh, so he had so women just, around him yeah, who was used yeah, to helping. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Harbinger, harbinger. Vivian came from a very wealthy English family who lived in India. Now, she was sent to a boarding school in London when she was six years old. And her parents just were like, okay, bye, and went back to India. And she was a real bloody killjoy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Why was she so crazy? That's so weird, right? She was six years old and her Anglo-Indian family left her in a different country and said, this is your actual home, even though you've never lived here. Why was she so... She uptight about she stuff. She was really weird about it. Real, yeah. real little moody bitch. <laughs> Scorpio. <laughs> so uh, Lawrence got married to an actress called Jill Esmond. Now she came from a very established theatrical family. He was very much sort of like an on the up actor, but she was like theatre royalty. Yeah. So he was really. And he pursued her. He like properly like went like constantly proposed to her, so she kind of gave in and was like, oh okay, and then ended up leaving mm. her. So, so he was he was very much marrying up, and she was very much like the famous one in the relationship. Vivian, meanwhile, got married to a very very rich lawyer when she was nineteen. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> <laughs> That's Scor what you get when you put in boarding school at six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the path was clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both of them remember and have told people about how they reacted seeing each other for the first time. So Lauren said, I first set eyes upon the possessor of this wondrous, unimagined beauty. I first set eyes upon the I possessor know, of this God, wondrous spit beauty. Spit it out, Olivier. <laughs> Jesus. Let me tell you. On the stage at the Ambassador's Theatre, apart from her looks, which were magical, <laughs> she had something else, an attraction of the most perturbing nature. Oh my God. <laughs> I have ever encountered. How would you feel if your husband described you as having perturbing nature? I'd be intrigued. <laughs> I'd be intrigued because it's not roses, is it? It's not like, it's not romance. It's like, what's this? It's like, I'm intrigued by you. Yeah. Yeah. Something about you ain't right. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't like it. He's not because he, he's not being nice. He's not being nice. Exactly. He's exactly. Being he's not being nice. He's like I see verbose. you. I see. Yes, you're beautiful. Yes, but also <laughs> you have a perturbing nature. <laughs> so it's confusing to Vivian because she's like, I thought I was just beautiful, and that's the only thing that mattered. And he's like, No, no, <laughs> your perturbing nature. <laughs> oh, she's caught in a web of his Gemini powers. <laughs> So when Vivian sees Larry for the first time on stage, she whispers to her friend, that's the man I'm going to marry. And her friend says, you're already married. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Viv, you've forgotten. You married a very rich lawyer. Oh, so awkward. Vivian is, by the way, I, what I love about this is it's so like 19, 
it's like a BBC Sunday drama. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just lean into it, enjoy it. <laughs> she's at the Savoy Grill. She's with a date. Remember, what? she is married, but she's she's oh, with sure, a date. Sure. <laughs> and she also had a child by the lawyer at yes. this point. Yeah, we should mention there is a child by the lawyer who yeah. she doesn't really see. She don't be so boring, darling. <laughs> <laughs> don't be so tedious. I'm on the way to the Savoy. Quite right, quite right. Yeah. I've got my little fox for stool. Yeah. Now her date points Lawrence Olivier out and starts poking fun at how silly he looks without his moustache. Well, that, that would be your role. You'd be there. You'd be like, look at him with his moustache going on about something. So, so she, she would have liked it. She obviously thought it was going along. Yeah, that yeah. black dude with a spare in his face? <laughs> yeah, fuck him. <laughs> Shave a moustache off, Olivier. That would have been me. So I'd have been a real floozy. <laughs> they wouldn't let me into the Savoy. So Vivian gets annoyed and oh. is like, don't go slacking off that man's stuff. <laughs> she goes this real conversation. This happens. I love it. I love it. It's so much. Conversation. This is how people used to have to interact. There was no phones, guys. <laughs> they had to discuss someone's moustache across a room. <laughs> that was it. it. That was it. So she goes over, they're introduced, and he invites her to a garden party at his house. He is also ask, married. He is also married. Ages. So she, uh, Lawrence is 28, Vivian is 22. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so she goes to his party. Both married. They're both, both married, married to different people. And oh. yeah, I think he has, a, he has a son and she has a daughter. Well, so his wife is pregnant. Pregnant. Oh, oh great, great. She hasn't had the baby yet. Even Good better. timing. <laughs> she's just pregnant. She's just pregnant. Uh, they so play she's busy. She's, she's busy. busy. Um, she didn't even notice his moustache, you know? <laughs> what was he supposed to do? They played football. <laughs> Can't do that when you're pregnant, so what do you want, what do you want a guy to do? Yeah, exactly. They play football, and then Laurence Olivier falls asleep under the piano. I mean, that's, who doesn't want to go to that party? <laughs> Sounds like a great party. So off the back of this, Vivian Lee just starts, he's in a production of Romeo and Juliet. So Vivian- Hot, hot. Come on, hot. it's hot, it's hot. Okay. So she just keeps going along to watch him in Romeo and Juliet. Classic, classic actors flirting. So yeah. she just keeps going along. I'm just watching the play, darling. <laughs> yeah. How is my daughter? Oh, good. <laughs> She's fine. No, I must see it again, actually. <laughs> I don't know what happens. I can't remember. <laughs> Vivian, Vivian. And this is when, this is how Lawrence describes them sort of finally getting together. I was making up for a matinee. <laughs> Jesus. Settle when, in, everyone. <laughs> when she popped into my dressing room at the new theater. It was ostensibly to invite us to something or other. Oh, yeah. But she only stayed a couple of minutes. And then, as she left, she gave me a soft little kiss on the shoulder and was gone. On the shoulder? On the that shoulder. But she was very small. Perhaps she was reaching <laughs> for her, like face and she was like, I just got shoulder. Let's go with it, go with it, go with it. <laughs> bye bye, darling. <laughs> He'll think I'm ever so quaint and strange. <laughs> That's Who the knows what I'll do. Nature. Yeah, I'm so crazy. Was she the original Madame Pixie Dream Girl? Yes, she was. Zoe yes. Deschanel read this and thought, mm. yes, this is it, she was. So I'm going to go, I'm going to need to use this advice quite a lot I think during this podcast, we're going into montage time, okay? Yeah, yeah, because this is a long. They, they were together for ages. <laughs> uh, so then they work together on the film Fire Over, Fire Over England. This is where their affair begins. And the La fire, we couldn't contain it. It wasn't just over England. It was also between us. What can I say? <laughs> that would have been a good dinner party story, wouldn't it? But, so Lawrence tells his friend that they're having sex up to three times a day. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Vivian. That, well, that's why she's not looking after the baby, is she? Yeah. She's busy having sex.
Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. So Lawrence's wife is pregnant and then gives birth. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Bad it's bitch. not mad. She was pregnant and then she gave birth. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> when their son is born, Lawrence takes Vivian to see the baby. Oh, that is that's bad. <laughs> I can't defend them for that. That's um <laughs> I'm kind of into Lawrence now. Yeah. <laughs> it's crass. That's crass. This is fun. That's crass. So uh, Jill and Lawrence and the baby go on a holiday to Capri, you know, to sort of... Jill, like is Jill Esmond is his first wife. He's yeah, very yeah, beautiful Jill, and yeah. apparently an absolutely incredibly talented actor. Like everyone was like, she's amazing. He's fine. Yeah. So they go, they're on this little, like post-baby little holiday together. What happens? What do you think happens? Viv turns up. Oh, Vivian turns hey, up. Are you in Capri? <laughs> oh, too. I had no idea. No, do you mind, Jill, if me and Larry just go for a little walk? I must discuss Romeo and Juliet. What does happen at the end? Oh, Vivian. Vivian tells her husband she just fancies a break, goes to Capri, and then is like, oh my God, I can't believe you guys are here. Wow. Why couldn't she wait till he came back from Capri? I guess if you're having sex three times a day, you, you're missing it, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. perturbed nature. No, that is not perturbed nature. So the couples, uh, Lawrence, Olivia and his wife, Vivian Lee and her husband, even though they live just like 20 minutes away, they start going, I think I'll just stay over at Lawrence's house. No, I didn't know that. Fuck, this is so bad. They just start staying over at each other's houses. (laughs) (laughs) So unbelievable. So then they all go to Denmark. As you do, because Lawrence Olivier oh, yes, we're doing a play. And, um, and Vivian. Vivian are doing a production of Hamlet at Elsinore. At Castle. Elsinore, yeah. the very man. <laughs> <laughs> and Hello, it's me, Elsinore. <laughs> Welcome. So he takes Jill, his wife, who's just given birth to a baby. She comes along and she's pawned off. On Alex Guinness, oh god, who's in the production, and the pair of them are sent on sightseeing trips. Oh my god! Can I? I you think Larry is a bit much? Going on sightseeing with Alec Guinness Alec must have been Guinness. long. That is long. Oh my! Great actor, goodness. but you don't want to be sat next to him explaining the history of Copenhagen to you, do you? <laughs> yes, yes, Alec, I understand. Yes, very important, <laughs> significantly culturally. Oh, so God. it's around that time that Larry and Vivian have their first like really bad row where Larry's like, I just saw a sight to Vivian. She just, it was like her eyes went vacant. She got very violent. It was like, made me feel really scared. Yeah, she had an epi- like an episode basically before the show where she 
starts screaming, throwing things, like, proper rageful, which he apparently was like, what the hell? Which is, I think, a bit weird. Like, maybe it had something happened before. And then, like, five hours later, she can't remember it. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-mm-mm. So she's not well. Yeah. She's not well, but everyone's like, oh, she was tired. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. <laughs> it's really weird. Let's not talk about it. These women and their vapors. Yeah, yeah. She had a bit of a moment before she went on stage. Actresses, they get nervous. <laughs> they get nervous. Yeah, it was pretty grim. <coughs> so Lawrence reacts to seeing this side of yeah, Vivian like, by what deciding. The fuck? Oh, shit. She was just dehydrated. Yeah, she was dehydrated. Literally, it's coming back from this trip that Lawrence Olivia and Vivian Lee go, yeah, we're definitely getting married. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Got, it always seems like, it's like you're saying about Kate and Pete, like it always seems like the worst moment that people are like, yeah, actually. But it's like a panic, isn't it? It's like, well, either we're going to have to break this up and deal with ourselves and, and look at why I did this and I've done this to my wife and my son, or we could get married and I could not think. Yeah. That's sort of what I think is happening. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, this is awful, so it must mean that this is a real romance. Yes, yes, this is life, this is living, this is drama. Yeah. So the pair of them, they move in together, and it's this big controversy. His wife is kind of like, I kind of could see this coming. (laughs) Jill, she's been staying over. Come on. Oh, bless. But Vivian Lee's husband is devastated. He's genuinely like, what? He was a lot older. He, he was. was he was a lot older. Yeah. <laughs> so much older was he? <laughs> was he very? <laughs> well, he had a really busy job as well. Yeah. Let's just say he had a busy job. Okay. I think maybe he just thought at that time they're just going to do an affair and not actually leave. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's the thing. You don't actually leave because she's got a kid. Yeah. So she, they move in together. Then Larry is cast in Wuthering Heights. He heads to a little dream factory called Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood and while he so he's away for two months and in that period he writes Vivian 200 letters that's too much isn't it it's too romantic I I bet each one was 200 (laughs) pages long as well that is a heavy size handwritten really oh my goodness you can't you're not speed reading that are you you're gonna sit down the cup of tea (laughs) so she really misses him so the play she's in closes early so she's like Beckett I'm gonna go to Hollywood see my boyfriend Lawrence while she's there, they're auditioning for a little movie. I'm trying to do the Gone with the Wind theme. Um, <laughs> I don't know it confidently enough to join in, so I'm sorry. I really regret it. I was you. like, what are you doing, Grongy? What are you doing? I don't, feel like, I don't feel like it's famous for its theme tune. I feel like it's famous for its catchphrases. Yeah. Gone with the wind. <laughs> Ooh, she's gone, gone with, with the wind. wind. That's, day, da- the day, the day, that's dirty day. dancing. That's what we're thinking. Of. <laughs> she's like the wind. She's like the wind. Through my tree. <laughs> Patrick Swayze wrote the lyrics to that small fact. Side. He sang side it fact. as well. And sang, sang it. it. Wrote them and sang it. So she auditions for Gone with the Wind. But she wasn't supposed to. Like they, nobody thought she was going to get it. Mm. They it was already lined up for another actress. And everyone had they'd seen her and they were like, she's too British. She's too fragile and weird. She can't play this like bell of the ball. No way. And mm-hmm. she turns up and she's like her agent. Her agent's brother was the producer. And then he like arranged a meeting where they all bumped into the producer. Like, oh, David, oh, look who's here. <laughs> oh, she, she just she was in a huge big Southern ball <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Singing, gone with the wind <laughs> through my tree. 
Um, and that's, yeah, but it was a sca- big thing. It was, uh, uh, she was really um, a long shot and she was really, really nervous. And she wrote Lawrence Olivia a letter, just being like, I'm really re- nervous. What am I going to do? I'm really, really nervous. And he wrote back to her going, yeah, I think it's, I really hope you get it. Because I think if you weren't a successful actor, you, you could get a bit boring. <laughs> She also famously, someone was talking, because um, what's the other part in Gone With the Wind? Rhett Butler. Rhett Butler. He was like in the mix for that. And she turned to a friend and was like, he'll never be Rhett, but I'm going to be Scarlet. Mm. So they were pretty competitive. He wouldn't have been good as Rhett. No, no. Oh, Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> Scarlet O'Hara. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I haven't seen Gone With the Wind for a long time. <laughs> Tomorrow is another day. <laughs> So uh, it's a really tough shoot for Vivian, uh, Gone with the Wind. Oh, it's awful. It's uh, terrific. So she ends up having a little bit of a, a wobble. A bit of a breakdown, I think. <laughs> it's just an actual breakdown. She's filming like seven days a week. She gets like no breaks. One of the cast hate her. Some of the cast like her. I guess she's just like the British actress has turned up, taken the biggest mm. American part possible. Mm. And I think she's like when the British one turned up in Friends. Yes. Oh, yeah. She was yeah. the real Helen Baxendale. Helen <laughs> Baxendale every time. You've never heard Helen Baxendale sound more English. It was the most English I'd ever heard a person sound ever. It was like she was putting on a bad accent. Yeah. We were embarrassed. Let, mm. I just want that to be known that the English people were like, "What's happening here? Mm. That's not who we are." It did. I remember asking oh. my mom, who was English, like, "Where is she from?" Because <laughs> she did not sound like, English. We don't know. Because she would also try and be relaxed sometimes. And say, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it did. Like, it was awful. Yeah, it was really bad. And it gets back to going with the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's having a tough day. She's like, tomorrow is another day. And <laughs> the Not director's like, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> no, Vivian. <laughs> so she, things are so bad that they allow her to have a weekend off where she can meet up with Laurence Olivier. He's in New York, isn't he? He's in play. New York yeah. in a play. So they have it that they can have a weekend together. And she comes back and says to the producer, I'm so grateful to you. Larry met me in the hotel lobby and we went upstairs and we fucked and we fucked and we fucked the whole weekend. I did not know that's what she said. Good for you, Vivian. I'd rather read her letters than Lawrence and Yeah. I bet hers was saucy. Met Larry in the lobby. We <laughs> fucked all night. Back on the lot the next day. Had a breakdown. Met Larry again. We fucked. I'm into her. She's like, she's been in America for like one month. Wow, Vivian is, wow, okay. So now they're both big stars. They're big, they got big personalities. <laughs> the big personalities. But he's, because um, he has just appeared in Wuthering Heights. She's Scarlett O'Hara and Gone with the Wind. So they're huge big stars, but uh-oh, the press have just found that they're not actually married. Mm. Dun, 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 dun. But in a further twist, they're just so popular, the press is like, oh, those crazy kids. I mean, they were a good-looking couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll figure it out. Well, yeah, because her first husband wouldn't give a divorce, basically. So that otherwise they wanted to get married, yeah. but the and the he was a lawyer, so he really knows how to not give a divorce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> he really knows. paperwork for years. Yeah, he was He's like being mm. a real killjoy about it. <laughs> so then Vivian wins the Oscar for Best Actress, and this is interesting. What do you? Th- how do you think La- Lawrence felt about his wife not winning? Not great. Threatened. threatened <laughs> yeah, definitely threatened. He said it was all I could do to restrain myself from hitting her with it. Oh. <laughs> And they say chivalry's dead. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is like, I 
I feel like in the past, people just... They don't just make them like that anymore, do they? They just said whatever they felt. Yeah. I feel like they were less censored in the past as we because it was just like, no one would have been... That would have been all over. Yeah, you couldn't say that on the front name. page. But he's just like, I wanted to hit her. And someone went, oh, okay, okay. Anyway. <laughs> and they just left that conversation. And that was done. Nobody no was like, what did it. you say? We need to go deep into why you said that, Larry. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm still not condoning it. <laughs> Just, I miss those days. <laughs> so the couple decide to cash in on their popularity by starring and producing in a big touring production yeah. of, guess what play it is? It's Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. And Juliet. Yeah. She's only doing it to find out the ending. <laughs> she, she's still Darling, I've doesn't never read know. it. I can't wait, wait so to see Wait, so one of them dies? Why, mm. did they fuck in the lobby? What happened? <laughs> she's just gotten really into being American. <laughs> That's how she played Juliet as well. It was huge. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo, Romeo, what are you coming down or what? <laughs> Well, sadly, they, so they thought, oh, we're going to make so much money. We're going to make so I much know. money. It is uh, the biggest flop of a flop. Mm, I do remember that. Because Laurence Olivier playing teenage Romeo He's is, too old. He's, he's too old. He's 33 years oh, old. Oh, mate. Even <laughs> yeah, but, and also a 33 back then looked like 65. Yeah, that's rough. There was that's no moisturizer, He's guys, smoking like. and drinking whiskey at the same time. <laughs> <He> at <had> breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and breakfast was Benedict every day. Oh. Like, they were aging badly. So on the opening night, during the balcony scene, he climbs up to her balcony and nearly falls off. Oh. And the audience start laughing. Oh, no, Larry. It's so bad that in New York, audiences demand their money back. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> New York is famously reasonable, so that, that must have been really bad. she was doing the accent from New York as well, so it's yeah. weird they run into it. Yeah. <laughs> However, the good thing that came out of the tour unexpectedly ending is they now had time to get married. Get married. Get married. Yeah. So they got married in August 1940. And okay, who do you, because I know we've, we've name dropped a few people so far. This woman was their maid of honor, even though she said at the time she did not know them at all. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, okay, fine, but I, I've never met these people. I have no idea, I don't know. Judy Garland. No. Sarah Ferguson. <laughs> Sarah Ferguson. <laughs> you never know. You where never know. Do you know Carrie Ed? Oh, God. F Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. No. No, I don't know. Catherine Hepburn. Oh! oh of course, oh, darling. I've never even met them, but <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> Why? I don't know. They got married on the Santa Barbara and they had a really small wedding and Catherine Hepburn was her maid of honor. She definitely wore a suit. We all <laughs> yeah, know that oh that yeah, 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 yeah. So they're in, they're finally married, but <laughs> bad news, World War II has started. That is gonna bump your marriage out. That, that is bad, yeah. War is and coming. suddenly the, it's sort of, there's a real pushback English people are being a real killjoy. Yeah, they are. They are because they're in America and they're pissed off that they're not here helping the war effort. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> in order to try and restore their image with the British public, they make a film, Lady Hamilton. Mm. It's very patriotic and all like, oh, isn't England brilliant? Yeah, <laughs> Nelson. She plays the lover of Lord N Nelson. And he plays Lady Lord Hamilton. Nelson. <laughs> we all remember that. Famous yeah. love story. <laughs> then I do. <laughs> oh God! And then they return to the UK, and Larry joins the Air Force, and he's so bad at flying planes that he becomes like an Air Force in joke. 
<laughs> and he was so bad that Vivian Lee would be touring, doing like plays all around the country, and she'd be on trains, and people from the Air Force would be slagging off Laurence Olivier about how shit he was, and her friends would have to be like, oh, uh, uh, Vivian, let's look out the window. Oh, no, that's so awkward. He wasn't good, he wasn't good. However, luckily... He's still very good at acting. Thank God. (laughs) He starts work on Henry V, and mainly it's Vivian's help because she's actually much smarter and much more well-read than he is, and she really helps him make the film the hish that we all know and love. I mean, who hasn't sat down on Saturday night and cracked open Henry V? Come on, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, we all do it. You open the popcorn, get Henry V out, sit with Larry and Viv. Get your friends around. Should we do Goodfellas? Henry V, yes. Oh, my God, dude, sick. Mate, call your friends. Call your friends, it's gonna be rare. Get the KFC and fuck it. Stay in on that. Let's watch it twice. <laughs> it's a classic. Henry V, this really establishes his reputation as like the greatest actor of his generation. And off the back of that, he's asked to join the Old Vic Theatre Company. But do you know who isn't asked to join? Vivian. 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 Oh. NFI. She's bloody NFI. Because people are like, you're good looking, but you're not a really good actor. You're not a proper actress. And she was a theatre actress as much as she was a film actress. And there was a critic, Kenneth Tynan, mm-hmm. very famous uh, theatre critic, who basically every time she went on stage would write a review saying, she's unbearable. And he was like, the critic. And he was like, she's just beautiful. She's nothing. And after she died, he was like... I think I was wrong. <laughs> and you were like, and her career was like blighted by this mat. Like basically, if he said you were shit, that was it. You were shit. There was no one else to argue. There was not another like paper you could go to. He decided, and he was like, she's just beautiful. She's she's smart. She's too smart to be an actress, and she doesn't have the substance that he does. And she generally brings him down, is what he said every production. And then yeah, then he was like, yeah. and because when they did the Scottish play, um, she played. She was the first one to play Lady Mac as like super sexy and lo- using her sexual power mm. to be like, this is what I how I'm controlling it. Did and you he say was Lady like, Mac. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a drama geek, and I'm it's, not. I'm not she hiding it. Lady the Scottish Lady play. Lady the Scottish play. <laughs> and before that, Lady Mac was always played like as like a battle axe. You just bossed him around, and he was like, oh sorry. And she was like, no, I think it's like she's using her sexual law. And Kenneth was like, oh, ridiculous. That's not how women behave. And then after she died, he was like, oh, no, that was actually a very good way to play it. Because no one had played it like that before. So she was kind of ahead of her time. And they always said that he was the better theatre actor. But I think she was more respected in film. I think they were basically jealous of each other's careers. Classic. Mm. Ken and M. It's Ken and M all over again, guys. Oh, my God. Don't mention the war. Don't mention the war. Don't mention it. Well, I'll I'll skip to this, actually, because there is a... a, a, I've got an instant of her with Kenneth Tynum. Mm. He was a real little... He was a real little witch to her. Yeah, he was horrible to her. So he does a really horrible review of her performance in A Streetcar Named Desire. Because famously, she's really bad in that. Am I right, guys? (laughs) She played it on stage before the film. So he reviewed that production. (laughs) Then she's so upset and... Oh my god. Okay, I'm just gonna say what happened. Let's not let's yeah. all the people let's give them love. So she responds to this horrible review by trying to seduce Kenneth Tynum. Mm. So he's staying over at her house. He wakes <laughs> she up. She loves a sleepover. <laughs> yeah, she loves a sleepover. <laughs> she wakes up and he tries she tries to get into bed with him. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not, not interested. So then she just gets into bed with his wife. Wow. Okay, was I didn't know this. In, was I'm his wife into it? <laughs> well, yeah, I, it's very. So I read the. I didn't hear you say she wasn't interested. No, all so. it said was then I he got up to leave the room because he's. Re- it doesn't quite ex- so explain why. So his wife was into it. Okay, <laughs> I like it. He felt cocked and on they went. So she had her ways of getting back. I can't him. Sounds cool. 
<laughs> you did say, oh, this will be a classier episode. I know. I'm sorry, there's less crack. <laughs> <laughs> so now, post-war, he's now like the nation's favourite actor. Lawrence is really throwing himself into work. And he's also taking us, him and Vivian, things are difficult. So people are saying he's taking a lot of his frustration with Vivian into his performances. So he plays Richard III, then Henry V. When the film comes out, it's just this huge hit. He basically is... So even when he does bad, it's also her fault. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she's much. a bad actress, yeah, and yeah, if yeah. he's bad, it's because she's a bad actress. Yeah. Then, at 31 years old, Vivian is diagnosed with TB. Now, at this period in time, that is, there's no cure for it. The treatment is just sit by Lake in Switzerland for a bit. (laughs) That is all they have. So she's really... (laughs) <laughs> She's really affected by it. She would be, wouldn't you? <laughs> it's a really, again, Gonya, I feel like it's a big thing, you know? Yeah. So th- this year, she's been diagnosed with an incurable disease. How does Lawrence react to this? He's over the moon. He's fucking over the moon. Come on. Do you think he reacts to I'll it? see you later, darling. <laughs> I've got to go and do Henry VI, part one and five. <laughs> well, in that year, he plays Henry IV, Uncle Vanya, Oedipus Rex, and King Lear. That's too much. Come on. A lot in one year. Oh, well, poor Vivian to, to is like in uh, Scotland, listening to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Switzerland? <laughs> <laughs> she comes out of Scotland now. Oh, they obviously didn't have the budget for Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> so now the dynamic of the relationship is completely changed. Yeah. Lawrence is now this well, she's huge dying. big star. <laughs> the dynamic changed. He started dying. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the same after that. (laughs) (laughs) And Vivian Lee is now just more his wife. Yeah. So she tunnels sort of her frustration by just bloody partying. Good for (laughs) her. Why not, Vivian? You know you're going. Enjoy yourself. So she starts to throw wild parties up there. They've got this mansion that he he bought when... um, he got money. Um, so uh, this is an example of something that happened. Uh, Rex Harrison and his wa- and his oh. wife, Orson Welles, came round to their country mansion at midnight. And oh, they that got- is a fucking nightmare. Orson Welles knocking your door at midnight. That is not a good party. A You're like, oh, it's shit, it's Orson. So they're knocking at the door. Rex Harrison's there. <laughs> Ooh, doing his little, I'm doing a rap because I'm speaking very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Rex Harrison. Yeah, you would do that. So he's doing, oh, by the way, darling, do you think you could have any snacks for us? <laughs> but he's not rhyming. He's choosing not to rhyme, Gronia. He's just, he's just freestyling. I like it. I like it. So they think, oh, Vivian, she'll maybe like a few biscuits. She has like a five-course meal. Of course she does, yeah. Ready to go. They stay up till dawn. Oh, they God. crawl into their beds. They said they were asleep for about an hour. Then there's a knock at the door and a servant says, Vivian has invited you for a game of bulls on the lawn. (laughs) Meanwhile, they've all got gout. (laughs) (laughs) In one three-month period, they went through 42 bottles of champagne, 60 bottles of wine and 21 bottles of spirits. Good, good times, good times, that's what I say. They didn't have the medical information that we have now. She's a classic Scorpio. It's just, <laughs> she's living as she wants to. Why not? So let's go to this period. So yep. imagine, ring, 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 ring. Oh, hello, Garriott. <laughs> hello, Rex Harrison. <laughs> Why, darling, I've simply fabulous news. What is it, Rex? <laughs> Vivian and Larry is in town. And they've invited you to join them. Oh, I thought I was Vivian. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll play it slightly differently. Oh, that's nice. So, get all dipper dapper. 
and spiffy spot. Mm. Car will pick you up at seven. <laughs> so what do you imagine a night out with Laurence <laughs> Olivier and Vivian <coughs> Lee looking like? Well, I want you to be there describing it. <laughs> um, well, it's just chaos, isn't it? They're just chaos. They just do what they want. He's the most, like the greatest actor of his generation. Mm -hmm. She thinks she's dying and everything has lost. I still don't think she's see they're seeing either of their children at this point, by the <laughs> way, I would like to say. <laughs> the children are being just raised by other people. Pretty wild, I imagine. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you think, is it like, do you go to a restaurant? Do you go... You probably go to you go to dinner, then you go to the theatre, then you go to the bar, then you go back to someone's house, and you someone recites some Shakespeare. That's my kind of party. I don't know about you guys. And do you, do you think did they get on for most of the night? What is their no, dynamic? No, they, they have a famously tempestuous relationship, mm. don't they? Like they're not. It normally ends in mm. a row and screaming. I think by this point. And do you think is Lawrence? Does he listen to her, or is he sort of like monologuing and be like, "Oh, it is the winter after discontent." Right? Well, he's famously not a great listener. <laughs> I think we've learned from his letters and his speaking. So I think he's probably ignoring her and just smashing his whiskey down, telling her to "God, shut up, damn woman," <laughs> like that. And do you think is Vivian? Is she a girl's girl? Is she talking to you? Oh, I don't know. No, I think that's that generation where it's like, you, you know, you fight for yourself, isn't it? I don't think they quite had that like girls girl vibe, did they? It was like, <laughs> it's just me allowed in the club, so I will stab you in the back to make sure it's just me allowed in this boys club. I imagine it'd be like, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Yes, vibes. that's what I'm imagining. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, it'd yeah. be very much that. Yeah. And I, I, I can imagine them getting a massive fight. You remember we did the episode on Eric Clapton, if you've been paying attention to our podcast. And uh, it talked about them going back to his place and he would play music for everyone. And we were all like, oh my God, it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> there is a worse thing in the world than that. <coughs> Someone going back and doing quotes from Shakespeare yeah. to your face, yeah, looking yeah. you in the eye while drunk on whiskey and smelling <laughs> of port. That's what I imagine happened. Him just quoting plays and, shut up, Rivian! I got, fuck you, Larry! Because she's still, that's how she, she sounds She is always now. from the Bronx when yeah. you do her. I like that. yours, Larry! <laughs> Screw you and your mother! And she's just doing that the whole time. And I love her. <laughs> I'm yeah, having a great time at this party. <laughs> but yeah, I imagine they're, um, yeah, I imagine lots of slamming doors and broken Fighting, glasses. Fighting, throwing and whiskey, yeah. crying. That's what I'm imagining. Tell yeah. us, Gwanya. Just a really toxic, toxic couple. Yeah, I think by now. Yeah, I th I get the vibe. I get like Vivian is very much like, Amadai, I'm beautiful. I'm still beautiful, Amadai. Tell oh, me yeah, I'm needy, beautiful. Yeah, but I don't understand. You point. said she thinks she's dying. Isn't she like totally dying? She, <laughs> I'm sort of confused. I, is she dying? Well, you can live with TB. So it's not like, it's not like oh, you're going to die in a year, but you can also possibly die in a year. Oh, so you okay. can live with it. You just, you just are sick and it can kill you. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay. So um, around this period, Lawrence films Hamlet. Now, controversially, Vivian assumed she would be asked to play Ophelia. She wasn't asked oh, to play Ophelia. Oh, that's controversial. And then he cast an actress who's 13 years younger than him to play his mother. Oh, Larry. Of course. Of course. So predictable. Um, so again, I'm going to go into the montage because it's basically just like Vivian has an affair. Larry <laughs> finds out. <laughs> Vivian has an affair. So she goes back because she has to spend a lot of time off work because her health is so bad. But then she gets the part in Streetcar Named Desire. Uh, Lawrence directs it. Then it gets made into a film. He does uh, not direct it. He does not direct the film. And nobody wants her to do it again because they're like, she can't do it. But Marlon Brando says of her, of onset, her mind began to wobble and her sense of self became vague. Like Blanche, she slept with almost everyone. <laughs> <laughs> she was, was in character, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> and was beginning to dissolve mentally and to fray at the ends physically. 
But even despite all this, during this period, Larry was writing her passionate love letters. And she it seemed like when they were away from each other, yeah. it was like, I love you, I love you, I need you, I can't live without you. Any time together, mm. not good. Not yeah. good. So then, and I swear this is true, they decide, so they're in America working, they decide, you know what we should do to get quality <laughs> time together? To travel back to London, let's travel by cargo ship. Brilliant. Oh, no. So they take a, a cargo ship from America to their, London. Their vibe is not cargo ship. The vibe <laughs> they give off is like they won't be okay in in like l lower class surroundings. That's the vibe they're getting. So what are we talking, like two weeks at sea? Well, let's just say Lawrence Olivia writes about this period. For the first time, the idea of suicide had its attraction. <laughs> Has she just done Streetcar Line Desire? She's just done Streetcar Which they like basically said, like, everyone, the director was like, she can't do it. And then the director said, oh, it came a point where I realised she would crawl over glass mm. to to make sure this character was believable. So but, and that's why he falls in love with her, the director. He's like, she's now brilliant because mm. she's having a breakdown. Yeah. And then she gets on a cargo ship with him <laughs> after having all these affairs. Oh, I mean, I'd like to see the, you know, um, documentary of that. <laughs> I'd love to see the fly in the wall documentary. Remember when Michael Palin used to go on cargo ships as like a fun thing? I imagine it's very different to that. Oh dear, poor Larry. It sounds like a bit like, a, like a, a sort of a Channel 4 reality TV show they wouldn't be allowed to make anymore. Yeah. <laughs> For two weeks on a cargo ship, Lawrence and Olivia and Vivian Lee are going to go nuts. Yeah, no, they wouldn't do that anymore. So, um... Vivian then, um, her her mental health sort of deteriorates. She has a full breakdown. She's diagnosed for the first time as being a manic depressive, which is what they called bipolar in the old days. She goes back to England and she begins to have electronic current therapy. The um, ECT. The ECT. She has ECT, the that right? Electric, AC, electric shock therapy. Um, and Lauren says, I can only describe this by saying she was not, now that she'd been giving the, given the treatment, the same girl I had fallen in love with. She was no longer the person I loved. I loved her that much less. She was now more of a stranger to me than I could ever have imagined possible. Oh, that's so sad. So they're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you would make a great relationship counsellor, Gonyo. This feels like trouble. <laughs> it's a little bit trouble. <laughs> it's so sad, isn't it? It's so sad because that's what they thought would help her. Yeah. And obviously it completely changed her personality and it's all that was on offer. Mm -mm -mm. They literally had, was, she had two incurable diseases, yeah. basically. So around this time, she shoots Elephant Walk and she starts an affair with the co-star Peter Finch. Oh, who you may remember from she Network. still got it. So, but uh, her behavior becomes quite erotic. She's fired from Elephant Walk. Oh, um, got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she really, uh, she keeps seeing Peter Finch. At one stage, she invites him over to her and Lawrence's country estate. Peter says him and Lawrence were in his study having a man-to-man -man chat <laughs> when the door bursts open and Vivian Lee says, which one of you is going to come to bed with me? <laughs> she loves a sleepover. What do you want? <laughs> wow. Apparently, Larry said to Vivian, you've got to choose. This isn't okay. Then Vivian looked at Peter. Then she looked at Larry. And then she said, darling, his fingernails, they're dirty. And then that was it. Peter got up and went to the train station. And that was the end. Wow. And they never knew who fingernails she was talking about. <laughs> no one ever worked it's it out. It's better than being dumped by text. <laughs> Live in front at your at your 
fuck buddy's husband's <laughs> country mansion. I can't even keep up with them. Wow. And they love drama. They That's lo- what I like about them. They love drama. It's so epic. Everything is so epic and Shakespearean and over the top and ridiculous. Instead of just being like, I don't think this is working. I'm having a therapy to Finch. It's like, let's have a sleepover. <laughs> let's bring it around. You two go in there. What are you doing? Stop talking about me. It's like, just have it. Just sit down. Everyone have a cup of tea and just chill. Like, why? The level of heightenedness. I'll get everybody I've ever had sex with into the room at the same, at the same time. We're <laughs> all going on a cargo ship. Who's coming? Like, Vivian, just come. She lived in extreme. She lived in extreme. So they went on a tour of Europe together. Of course, of course. You know what we need? A tour of Europe. We must go to Milan now. Oh my God. So Vivian keeps going missing, staying out all night partying. And then apparently she's a really wind. Lawrence up on stage was when she was near him on stage, she used to say under her breath so he could hear, but the audience got near. What a silly cunt. <laughs> Yes, Vivian! Yes! I mean, that, who doesn't want to be friends with that person? That's fucking amazing! What a silly cat. <laughs> tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, pretty face. Like, that's amazing. I love her. So I'm going to start doing that to you, Grania. <laughs> But she obviously, she loved him for his pomposity and his talent. And then eventually, like, all that is sour, doesn't she? She despises him for his thinking he's the best actor in the fucking world. And she's the only one that can just, like, poke that balloon constantly. I think it's a great role (laughs) to play. (laughs) So around this time, Lawrence is like, okay, ah, this isn't (laughs) working. I feel like you don't like me. (laughs) You silly cunt. (laughs) Meanwhile, he's in a play where he meets... Joan Plowright. So she's a lot younger. She's a lot more sort of like steadier. She looks, if you line up his wives, they all look quite similar. Um, And Jill, the first wife, is like, but very glamorous um, of, you know, sort of 1920s, 30s. And then Vivian comes along. And Joan looks like the one you'd like to end up with because she looks like really stable Mm -mm. and kind. She looks like all of these glamorous women, but go, she's not going to call you a silly cunt on stage. She's going to make you. (laughs) She's, she looks like a woman who knows how to cook a stew. Yeah. She looks like if you came home at five, she'd be like, hello, do you want a tea? Like something about her where you're like, steady. And he obviously was like, I've had enough of this tornado. Thank you, Joan. Yeah, so he's feeling Joan's vibes. And meanwhile, Vivian does not want to give up on the legend that is their romance. Yeah, yeah. She's like, she, her friends. We're Larry are, and Viv. They're Larry and Viv. At this stage, he's been made a lord. So they're Lord Olivier. Yeah, she's Lady Olivier, which she keeps, doesn't she? Even after they get divorced. Of course she, she does. So yeah. she loves, she re, so now she's the one refusing to get divorced. Um, she learned that from her husband. Well yeah, done. yeah, yeah. She's paying attention. So meanwhile, they're talking through their friends, like, oh, like we all do. And Lauren says to Sir John Gielgud, <laughs> Vivian, has given, Vivian has given me the happiest times of my life, but it has worn me out knowing these moods and attacks are coming and there's nothing I can do to stop them. And it's very hard. She's not very well. Meanwhile, Vivian says to Noel Coward, <laughs> <laughs> I, This is a great BFF scene, <laughs> isn't it? In the romantic comedy of their life. <laughs> yeah, they're like the fun gays. Oh no, yeah. that's terrible. <laughs> And meanwhile, she says to Noel Coward, I always thought that no matter what happened, eventually we would be together as we used to be. I shall never, ever love anyone as I love him. So, bad news, Vivian. He's divorcing you. (laughs) Sorry. Turns out he's found another love of his life. (laughs) He could make stew. So she starts dating an actor, Jack Merrivale. 
but in 1960, it's announced that the first couple of the British stage are no more. So, <laughs> why do you think it didn't work? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, they, they, to be fair, like, as couples go, they were together for, like, 20 years. Yeah. So they had, like, a long time, and they made so much amazing work together. But I, you, it's two massive egos, right? For, as we discovered at the beginning, 15% chance yeah. of that survival. And I think it's just, like, that level of ego, nobody was willing to be the silent partner in that relationship. No one was willing to be the person who's like, I'll run the home, I'll sort it, you do this. They were like, no, no, no. And she was clearly deeply unwell mm -hmm. and he was at a time where he was like well she's she's mad what do i do and i mean who knows maybe now they would be there would be more better medication mm -hmm. and they would be supported more but it was obviously yeah not meant to be and also you can see they they're reaching that point in their life where they are a bit older mm -hmm. and they just he wants they want quiet life don't they he was exhausted he was exhausted and she clearly had slept with a lot of people <laughs> I'm glad that she had some fun. Yes. You know, I'm glad that, I think sometimes if you don't know Larry and Viv, which a lot, 90% of you didn't, <laughs> I, I think that if you, the image you might have is like, oh, he's the great actor of his generation mm. and he formed the National Theatre and he's at the Old Vic and he like plays these amazing mm. parts and she's sort of over here. But actually it's very nice to know like, she was the one calling him a cunt on stage, fucking everyone around. It's like she was having a, as much of an adventure as he was. Mm -hmm, definitely. They may have both been in love, but let's be honest, after a split, there is one winner and there is one loser. Oh, yeah. Well, I think the real loser is their children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, they could agree on was kids. <laughs> Tell you what's weird. Her daughter and his son became friends. You and would. Yeah, and hung Trouble out, bonding. Hung out it quite happens. a lot. Yeah, Tristan and Susanna hung out quite a lot. But yeah, they, d they were actually very amicable, even though Vivian eventually, eventually started being a mum and apparently they were absolutely fine. But then the daughter also went to drama school and then gave it up after like two years. That's heartbreaking. That's I mean, if your mum is Vivian Lee. Yeah. It's Double a lot of pressure, rough, isn't it? It's rough. I mean, there's Kate Hudson. Who else has managed to <laughs> equal their, their mother's career? Kaya Gerber. That's literally it. <laughs> Those are it. Um, okay, so who won? Well, I think I think it depends on where you look because I think at the time Lawrence won because she kind of just lived with Jack mm. and didn't really mm. do as much after. Mm. But I think in terms of memory, people mm. are more likely really to remember her as Scarlett O'Hara, her as Blanche Dubois compared to his theatrical performances, perhaps. And mm. his style of acting at the time was like revolutionary, but now is considered deeply hammy and mm. very over the top. Mm. And so I think 2023, you'd say Vivian maybe won. Do we agree? What do we think? Who thinks Lawrence won? This is such a <laughs> weird thing to be doing an audience show. <laughs> hey guys, who thought Lawrence Olivier won the split? <laughs> who thinks Vivian Lee won the split? <laughs> really? She got to call him a silly cunt every night. <laughs> that is winning, isn't it? Well, there's a little epilogue. Uh, I don't usually include an epilogue, but I think this is uh, kind of cute. So it, Lawrence got married to Joan and Vivian stayed with Jack, but she kept a picture of Lawrence by her bed. Jack needs some therapy, oh. right? Like, right. what is Jack doing? So she dies at age 53 from yeah. TB com complications. However, before Lawrence died at age 82, his friends used to find him watching Vivian Lee's films, crying and saying, this, this was love. This was the real thing. Joan in the background with a fucking stew. <laughs> Okay. You fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> to everything I've fucking done. <laughs> you get the house, Joan. You get the house. But I think they did. I think they loved each 
other. Mm. I think they really, really loved each other. And it wasn't like that burning bright two-year relationship. It was like 20 years of like being the best actors in the world, considered by everybody, and then just not be able to not being able to make it make work. it work. You know who we would like to make it work with? <laughs> okay, Dermot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> There is someone who would like to make it work, yep. Carrie. We're going to ask you to help us make this happen. Okay. We're trying to find someone to live up to the patron saint of our podcast. Okay. So I ask you to put your thinking cap on and think if you can find someone who can be with the one, the only, Cher. Oh, God. We, God isn't good enough, oh I don't God. think. This is too hard because, <laughs> and I would argue strongly... The famous quote from Cher is that she didn't need a man, she is the man. We don't yeah. think she needs a man, yeah. we think she deserves to be loved. And it doesn't have to be a man. Grania's basically hoping someone will say, Grania Maguire, <laughs> and then... You, I mean, yeah, you would be amazing. <laughs> but, like, I do not, like, are you sure she wants it? No, but it's, uh, this is, like, a little fun... This <laughs> just answer the question, oh, sorry, Karen! I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not conceptual. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I just souffle. Uh, okay, I'm so sorry for ruining the <laughs> podcast in two different ways. Um... <laughs> Look, I think RuPaul would do a great job. Mm. Like he would, he loves her. He, he loves knows her. everything about her. So when she wanted to like, you know, go down memory lane, he would be like, and do you remember you wore that? And do you remember you said this? And yeah. you remember this, that concert? And so he would be just so happy. Just a good partner. Yeah. yeah. And he would just be like so supportive of her. Yeah. So and again, what do we always say? Think the of Vegas show. Think oh, of just the think Vegas of the Vegas show. show. He'd uh, bring out all the queens that do the best share impressions. Imagine the drag impressions of her, and then you're like, this is great. And then she, you're yeah. like, oh my God, that's her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. RuPaul and Cher. RuPaul, RuPaul and Cher. You heard it here. Work the World Tour 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd watch that. And also, I always like it when it's someone who's also a one name only person. As yeah, well. RuPaul I'm a big and fan Cher. Of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what a fantastic uh, couple. What a fantastic boyfriend for sure. And what a fantastic guest. Thank you, Carrie Ad. Round of applause, Thank please. You. Thank you. Carrie Ad, where can our listeners? And our gorgeous audience, find what you're up to. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Carrie Ed Lloyd, and you can find my new podcast. I don't do the grief one so much anymore because I've had it's quite hard to keep doing that. Uh, at Sarah and Carrie Ed's Weirdos Book Club is the other one I do. Oh, fantastic! Sarah and Carrie Ed's Weirdos, Weirdos Book, Book Club. Club. Yeah. So give me a shout if you can read. <laughs> there you go. Download that. Uh, We've been clever. We've been clever. <laughs> <laughs> Big round rolls for Carrie Ed. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, Carrie. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And thank you so much for coming. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll never break up with you. Goodbye. <laughs> the Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush. So email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way, way they were. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.